0: the word go
1: forth. Fool me once.
0: Are you fired
1: up? If I'm not a
0: crook. Are you ready to go?
1: Shame on shame on you.
0: It's Abe Lincoln's Top Hat, hosted by Ben Kissel.
1: Boom! Yeah, okay. we can't get fooled again.
0: Hey, what's up everyone, how you doing? Ben Kissel here, hanging out with Travis Irvine. Well, hello there, Ben. Totally normal, Travis. Hi! Fantastic. And Fernando. Thank you all so much for listening. <laughs> Hope everyone's doing all right out there. Small top hat correction.
1: Top hat correction. This just didn't call it off the presses. <laughs> Andrew
0: Callahan. Evidently, he's doing some fantastic work for yes. Channel 5, Ooh. so we want to give him a shout out for the interview he did with Alex Jones. Yes. Right. We used the sound from that interview. Alex Jones had an epic classic, <laughs> Alex Meltdown. meltdown. Huge. <laughs> and we were not sure if, Alan, if Andrew worked with Infowars or not, so congratulations, Andrew Callahan, on doing some great work. Keep it up, buddy, mm-hmm. and apologies for the mischaracterization of your work. All right. Today's episode, we're going to get into some potential laws that might lead to neighbors snitching on neighbors. This is already a problem that we're seeing across the country. We have arms races going on. It's a mini arms race Mm -hmm. in every suburb across this land. Everyone's wondering, what's their neighbor up to? Back in the day, they would just be upset because (laughs) I think Samantha is having an affair with Robert. Whoa. But little does she know he's secretly gay. And Whoa. that's what suburban that, rumors are all it. about. I that was, it was it.
1: way less than that. It was like, I think Robert mows his lawn on Thursday nights instead of Tuesday nights. Also, he's gay. Whoa.
0: <laughs> and now it's uh, they're wondering who's the next Steven Paddock? Is it my neighbor? Is it me? We just don't know. There are some laws that could potentially be in place, specifically in New York City, that would allow people to snitch on others to receive a portion of the violation that the person would receive (laughs) for committing such crimes, such as parking in a bicycle lane. Of course, when it comes to this, it's not this monolithic idea, Mm -hmm. I understand If you can not park in a bike lane, do not do it, please. Right, Uh, But there's a thing called trucks and a thing called local businesses. And sometimes trucks park there for like five minutes and it's already a waking nightmare. The city is in shambles. That's just one of the reasons. Also in New York City, I loved it during the pandemic. They had the outdoor seating. Fantastic. Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. now the outdoor seating has led to such congestion in traffic. It's making it almost impossible to not break. These laws that are, again, set in stone without realizing the actual movement of the city. So we're going to talk about this bill that I am absolutely and utterly against. Gavin Newsom, Mm. on the flip side, he actually signed a bill that I am in favor of. So, of course, we give credit when credit is due. We've discussed it on this show in the past. Rap lyrics, lyrics in general. Whether it be a screenplay, whether it be rap lyrics, whether it be the new lyrics of your heavy metal band, Gunk Funk.
1: Oh, that's a great band.
0: They should not be used in court. In order to, uh, in order as evidence, in order to accuse you or convict you of a crime, we need to have artistic license in this country. We have a First Amendment, and I feel like this is a slippery slope when you start prosecuting people. And this has happened many, many times in court cases across this country because of what they said in rap lyrics. Specifically in this case, they highlight rap lyrics. But again, if you want to hold this to a standard. Technically, Ted Nugent, catch scratch fever. He's talking about boning a 13-year-old. Do you bring him in to trial (laughs) as well? Lyrics, music, art, poetry, screenplays, these things have to be protected. That's our First Amendment right. And without art, we have total and utter fascism. And so I'm proud of Gavin Newsom. And I'm happy that he actually signed this bill, limiting use of rap lyrics as evidence in court.
1: My, and another layer has been added to the California versus Florida potential contest in 2024. Mm-hmm. The, I bet you Ron DeSantis is going to see Gavin Newsom doing this and be like, I'm going to sign a bill that says you can't say gay in rap lyrics. Absolutely. Like, not. Well, all right. OK, buddy.
0: It's fantastic. Now, why is this even being uh, discussed? It is because prosecutors have been using lyrics actively again mm-hmm, to incarcerate exactly. people for a very long time. And if someone is dumb enough to commit a crime and then sing about it, I don't care if the detectives are like, well, let's listen for evidence. Maybe we can mine it. But you can't just play the rap lyrics and be like, "Say This is pretty much a confession. (laughs) Right. No, because I don't know if you know this about musicians. They like to exaggerate. Right. Because I don't think Josie. The little guy that traveled around with Kid Rock actually had a ten-inch cock.
1: Oh well, hold on. <laughs> hmm. I guess we got to leave it up to the court. Just That's some artistic <laughs> liberty, right there. <laughs> exactly.
0: So this is known as the Decriminalizing Artistic Expression Act, AB two seven nine nine. It now makes it harder for prosecutors uh, and others to use quote creative expression as criminal evidence in court. Uh, in the case of rap, that expression can be that it can include lyrics or music videos and even extend to performance art, visual art, poetry, literature, film, and other media. So you are allowed to be an artist in this country.
2: I think uh, for a, a while, it was known that certain people weren't allowed to be artists in this country, specifically rap artists. I mean, like you just mentioned, that guy never got prosecuted for talking about the 13-year-old. But, you know, it it tend to it to me, it tend like they were targeting a very specific kind of music right. as very specific kind of people. So maybe this law, what would you call an anti Jim Crow law where you're trying to protect people from being a, a law being used against them? We're
0: going to go. We'll, we'll call it a, a John. Uh, we'll go with a John. What's another bird? Uh, Robin. Fantastic. <laughs> we'll call it a John Robin law. OK, so uh, uh, now the uh, required law it's it would, quote, Consider specified factors when balancing the probative value of that evidence against the substantial danger of undue prejudice. Mm. So basically that's a fancy way of saying, do you have not any other evidence? All you've got is a song. That's not going to be enough at this point. Killer Mike supported this legislation. Meek Mill supported this legislation. So this is a fantastic step in the right direction for protecting our First Amendment rights, and protecting the arts. Because when fascism comes for America, Mm -hmm. one of the things they like to take first is the art. And we're seeing that, of course, on both sides of the aisle at this point, where it seems as if artists are being ridiculed and crucified when they're just simply responding to the world that we live in. You get get in more trouble for saying that you're against fascism uh, ar-15s in the hands of a 10 year old than the person who actually has the ar-15 and is the 10 year old right. right so we can't shoot the messenger literally and that's exactly what uh, musicians and artists are the messenger and they expose the society that we live in which is of course why gangster rap took over so extensively in the early 90s right they weren't just like making it up right it was their surroundings it reminds me of when i went to edinburgh for the first time and we saw we saw where the gal there that created uh, harry potter jk rowling we saw where she wrote the book hmm. it's just the wind it's the window yeah it all looks like hogwarts uh, it's not that's creative true. right i thought i thought it was like how would she ever come up with these ideas
2: no, it's just. and April then you go Day. to edinburgh yeah
0: and then it's just Edinburgh. Right. <laughs> it would be like if I made a movie all about Stevens Point, Wisconsin, and no one ever saw snow before. <laughs> right. And they're like, this man's a genius. How did he come up with this? It, it's kind of, it's kind of hail, kind of rain. It's semen from the clouds. <laughs> How did he come up with it? And then they go to Wisconsin. They're like, oh, it's just all around him. Yes. It's all
1: he knows. I so.
2: I see this law definitely as a response to the the rise of fascism that we are seeing in in America. Because, I mean, in the 90s, what N.W.A. had cop killer or something, Mm -hmm. you know, They but they also had a song called fuck the police. Exactly. Uh, Very catchy. They didn't get prosecuted for that because everyone knew back then it was art. But, you know, 30 years later, the, you know, the fascism is real. Oh, you can't say that about police. And I'll tell you one thing.
0: Someone needs to be having sex with these police officers. Relax.
1: (laughs)
2: Mm. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
0: Absolutely. Many of the um, laws that were used to prosecute specifically rap artists, in this case, they were tied to Rico Laws, Racketeer Influenced and Corrupt Organization Act. Mm -hmm. Uh, They were charged, charges were against Young Thug and Gunna and affiliates of their label YSL. So there you go. Interesting news coming out of California as Newsom continues to expand. His national brand. Mm -hmm. This is one of those areas where we are giving credit, where credit is due, as we always do on this show, despite uh, not being in love with the politician who is signing the legislation.
1: Right. Yeah. Gavin Newsom, obviously, we've been a little critical of him on this show. But California is now the first state to ensure creative content and enshrined in the law. And again, it's it's back to these. Culture wars that are going on between your Florida and California governors, where in this case, Gavin Newsom is expanding freedom and is opposed to restricting freedom.
0: Absolutely. Well, let's just go on then to that New York City article that we talked about. Uh, earlier on in this episode. So New York City council members are getting serious about bike lanes. Now, I understand if you are a biker, it is exceptionally dangerous in New York City. Personally, I know a lot of bikers who are against the bike lanes because also if they don't stay in the bike lanes, they also get a violation. Right. And anyone who has driven (laughs) or ridden a bike in New York City, first of all, you're braver than me. Second of all, (laughs) get out of my way. Okay. (laughs) Just joking around, of course, unless I'm not. But the problem is New York City is a breathing, living, Muscle mm-hmm. and the it's an organ, right? And so, you can't really paint a line and then just say, Everyone's going to go in that line, it's going to make all the sense in the world because you just don't know. There's right. so many moving parts, there's 10 million people, all of them are dart- darting across the street at all times. Right? There's cars, there's bikes, there's trolleys, there's horses that might just die right in front oh, of you in the middle right. of the street yeah. in the summertime, yeah, of course. So, it's difficult to just again paint a line, say, This is where you go. Again, because they have businesses, small businesses slammed right next to one another and they need to get goods delivered to those businesses, beer and whatnot. So I don't know if this legislation has um, good intent. You know, this is one of those things, almost like Bill de Blasio's. He had Project Zero, which is about speeding. And of course, the intent is go slow in school lands. Get it in in, uh, school areas. Right. Mm -hmm. Totally understand. Naturally, the hypocrisy proved when he was caught speeding like a thousand times, <laughs> like every single day because oh, sure. he was constantly late. Uh. Right. And so I wonder if this is just going to have an overall net negative impact on New York City. So a new proposal would allow citizens to submit photographic evidence of blocked bike lanes. Uh-oh. They'll be re- rewarded a percentage of the subsequent ticket. Hmm. Is this citizens on patrol, but like the dumbest karen version of it uh yeah <laughs> i feel like what kind of person stops takes a picture and like, yeah i gotcha maybe right. if something is so unbelievably egregious but i don't know something rings really nasty to me about this because the tickets for parking in a bike lane are not small it's 175 bucks Woo! and so what if it's just you if you really want to make a living Theoretically, you could just be the world's lamest night. Uh, what was it, night uh, crawler, with um, <laughs> with uh, the actor? Yeah, the,
2: uh, yeah,
0: night crawler with uh, what's the name Jake of Jake Jake Gyllenhaal. Oh, no, I couldn't remember it. He went to all the deaths. He would <laughs> see accidents. Mm-hmm. He would take all the pictures. They right. would use them. You would sell them, make some money. A paparazzi, a tabloid paparazzi. But now you're just going to be taking pictures of people in Parklands to get twenty five percent of the ticket value of $175. So theoretically, you could just make an entire living just being the world's most
1: annoying that, person. It's kind of like a meter maid at that point. Someone that goes around and well, gets people tickets directly. You say that, but it is. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. So why not? Like,
0: so what are we doing here? I don't so know. So is the city just sort of like getting rid of having to deal with people full time, just be like, What if the citizens just do it? Yeah. We'll break them Ooh, off a little bit. I hadn't bit. even
2: thought about it. And that. now we don't
0: have to worry about giving anyone health care. We don't have to worry about giving them actual, you know, financial security. They'll just do it freelance. Sure. And freelance law enforcement.
1: Yeah, fun. Can't wait for all those ten ninety nines. Um you know, ironically, it's New York is this not where the Karen's Law, you mentioned the name Karen, is this not where Karen's Law was just put into effect as of a few years ago when that woman Ooh, called yes. the police on that guy who was just birdwatching, but because he was African-American, yep. she thought he was doing something wrong? I mean, this is the same state. That's the same city. It's the same city. Right it's here. going
0: to hell in a handbag. It do we really not is. think
1: these laws will probably more than likely be disproportionately used against minorities? Could be. Absolutely. You
2: can do whatever you want. My who God. To be on a bike? I mean, realistically, who's on a bike and who's on foot? Well,
1: who's going to get in trouble for this and who's not? It's just, I mean, you're mentioning de Blasio. Don't forget, before de Blasio, there was Bloomberg. And Bloomberg's big thing was trying to ban stores from selling uh, large big gulps, large sodas. That was his big thing. And, of course, also, he was another mayor who, I mean, he liked his sweets. He was photographed eating sweets and everything. So people would catch him breaking his own rules, like de Blasio broke his own rules. And then you got Eric Adams. Who literally parked on the sidewalk?
0: Yes. You got to
1: take a picture of that guy's car?
0: He was hammered and uh, <laughs> people did try to take pictures and then active. Uh, he had his goon squad actively remove them from the scene. That was right <laughs> after he won uh, the election. I'm just saying. there's a lot of issues in New York City. So many mm-hmm. issues here. Man. This is not the way of solving well, this I, issue.
2: I think this is a pilot program. This is a tester. Do you see how successful it is? Are citizens willing to tell on each other? Yeah, I think we sit? know they are. And Exactly. So it, it uh, obviously is going to be a resounding success. And then they're going to push it to other things. You know, get a sure. picture of a someone sleeping where they shouldn't be sleeping or an employee not working and right you know what if target starts doing this Mm -hmm. hey report our employees if you see an employee not working send us a picture oh yeah oh sure
1: corporations spying on their employees why have uh supervisors do it when the customers can do it right
0: absolutely and you make a great point about the karen law that woman a disgusting woman who freaked out who was actively being filmed On the phone call that she is giving to 911, she is like,
1: ow, I'm being hit, ow,
0: ow. And he's just like, ma'am, I am filming you you right now, I'm over here.
1: Exactly.
0: And again, that's a great point. You have to wonder, will this be used for vengeance? What if you park somebody else's car there? Get out, Mm. take a picture of it, and boom, you've got yourself, what, 50 bucks? Yeah, you made a little money off your buddy. So the bill would create a new violation, which is what we need. We need so many new violations. <laughs> God, read uh, 3 felonies a day. It's a great book. Back it was back in the day it was made uh it created, written, but it is so unbelievably valid today. So this bill would create a new violation and civil penalty for hazardous obstruction by a vehicle of a bike lane. Bus lane when bus lanes are restricted in effect sidewalk, crosswalk, or fire hydrant when such vehicle is located within the radial distance of 1,300 feet of a school. So it's not just bike lanes. If you see someone parked in front of a fire hydrant, take a picture, get yourself some money. This is such a disgusting way for the state <laughs> to make money, for the city to make money. It already has more money than God. They just, they just The bureaucracy sucks it all up like a sponge. Where does it all go? We simply do not know. And this is just disgusting. The bill is modeled after the city's, quote, Citizen Air Complaint Program. Um, The program began in 2022 and allows New Yorkers to file complaints against commercial trucks and buses idling to receive 25% of the results. So they really
1: are rolling this out just to see. It's like, all right, let's see if people are in. Let's see if they'll go for it. Of course, there'll be some people. Everyone is
0: struggling. This is just a horrible way, again, Of forcing people who might not have the best economic
1: means to have to do something that maybe they don't even want to. Oh, Lord. I remember doing uh, moving jobs. We would move furniture and stuff in New York. Mm -hmm. And if you were a mover and, you know, we had to double park all the time so we could get some sofa into some building wherever. And if we got busted uh, by a parking attendant, that was basically your wages for the day. I mean, of course, you're you're done.
0: Yeah. You're totally screwed. Meanwhile, I just read an article in New York. There was a gang of females Mm. and they were going and playing the knockout game and taking everybody's money.
1: Oh, wait a minute. There's (laughs) just a lot
0: of issues in New York, and I'm not sure if this is going to solve any of them. And again, no diss on people who bike on bike messengers or just people who get around. It's clean. It's great. It's dangerous. Be safe. But I know even bikers who are just like fed up with all of the bullshit legislation, because again. If they are caught outside of a bike lane, it's also a fine. Right. So everyone's just getting fined on top of fines, on top of fines. Yeah. And then it's like, where's our middle class?
1: Oh, no. <laughs> where to go? leaving. Yeah, exactly. Why are they leaving? It's just lines and fines in New York City. <laughs> it really is. This also reminds me of that law that we covered uh, from Illinois, where you could tell on your neighbor if their dog was barking for like oh, more than right, five minutes, right, but you yes. got to like the audio it was, tape
0: if, it. If the dog was barking for more than 15 minutes, which means you hear a dog bark, you start your, start timer, your timer, and Ooh. then you can call and the cops go and uh, theoretically shoot the dog. I don't know. I don't know. They handle they, it. They handle it <laughs> one way or another. It just feels like our neighborhoods and our society is so at odds with one another because that's what the state wants us to be so that we don't focus on how exactly. corrupt cool they are. And it just seems like it's another moment. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's another now perhaps written in law piece of legislation that will just, you know,
1: facilitate that further. Absolutely. And New York, I mean, again, from Bloomberg to de Blasio, now Eric Adams, it's just all the mayors since 2001 have loved to just increase this type of spy on spy citizenry. It
0: also has more cameras than any other state in the country. Um, Do your job then. Yeah. New York City. Mm -hmm. If you really want to crack down on people who are parking in, uh, in bike lanes. I just don't think the legislation for bike lanes was ever supposed to get to this point. Right. And of course in New York, for those that don't know, again, not dumping on bikers whatsoever. This there's just not, it's not LA. It's not your hometown. The streets are I need mm-hmm. ten feet. You, you you dart. That's why you dart across the street real fast. Yeah. In L. A. You kind of got to wait for the light. Oh yeah. Because yeah, it's yeah. like a half of a football field it's to a get across big, the street.
1: Big street.
0: But New York, it's fast. Mm-hmm. It's quick, and these things just happen. And there still has to be a fully functioning economy going on, and sometimes that might lead someone who is again dropping off goods for a local deli to be forced to be in a bike lane because literally there's no other place to be, right? The streets are tiny, and now they have the sidewalk eating and drinking. Right. so you, They put in a you, bunch even, of those It's COVID. even more difficult.
2: Anyway, anyway. I think uh, we could, uh, in, in, against this bill, we could actively just take pictures of cops violating the law and send that but in. But that's so illegal that now, be, too. You can't <laughs> That's do illegal. That. You can't do that. Oh, the okay. guy
1: who filmed mm-hmm. the Eric Garner murder yep. went to prison for longer than the freaking cop who killed Eric Garner. The cop Garner didn't dead. go to prison at all. He didn't go to prison at all. I don't oh, believe so. Oh, that still so. makes me
0: very mad. Why? Oh. Mm. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Snitch on each other. Don't don't come at us. We're the law. We're law enforcement. We're above the law. Make sure you guys fight amongst yourselves, like Lord of the Flies, and we'll just be over here getting our pensions and doing other corrupt bullshit and uh, choke holding people to death. You're totally right. The hypocrisy. That's the thing. It's just again, it's the hypocrisy that is just so disgusting. And then
1: the mayor is parked across 14 bike lanes, (laughs) just like. "Mm." I was hammered. What are you (laughs) going to do? What's my first day? When booking with other vacation rental apps sounds like this.
0: This place doesn't look like the pictures. Ah, Is there a door behind all those spiders?
1: It's time to try one that sounds more like a vacation. Ah,
0: this is perfect.
1: Relax. You booked a Verbo.
0: Well, just lastly, before we get to some fun sound from some uh, members of the uh, Senate Mm. uh, today, laws. Again, unintended consequences. This is a story that I find to be interesting. So they do buyback programs Mm -hmm. for guns. I have no Mm -hmm. problem with buyback programs. I think it's a good incentive. As I've talked about before, people's mood changes when it comes to guns. Maybe you did have a bunch and maybe now you have a family and you're like, how the hell do I get rid of all these guns? I don't want them anymore. A buyback program. Great. You go in smart. Get rid of your guns. People change. Uh, Maybe you went through a gun phase. It truly is fluid. Who knows? There was a dude who had a 3D printer and he 3D printed 110 guns. Uh Uh-huh. And then he went to sell them back and he made twenty-one thousand dollars. Damn. So I'm actually impressed with this guy. (laughs) Right. Now the spirit of the law was not followed. (laughs) Um, Sure. But again, that's why when you have just random laws. Laws that are Mm -hmm. just, you know, written in stone. Anyone can do anything with them. So you don't think that someone's going to be taking random pictures of any car, photoshopping a bike lane underneath them, oh and going God. to get 25% uh, <laughs> really? of 175 bucks. This dude was just literally printing money. So, he... uh he was printing money. It was for the New York's AG Cash for Guns program. It promised residents that they could trade in firearms for cold, hard cash. Mm. Uh, each gun was worth $200. Oh, my God. So, <laughs> so the man is just identified as Kem. And, you Mysterious. know, when you're simply identified as Kem, you're up to something.
2: <laughs> right. No last name. Cool. No last name. Cool guy.
0: <laughs> so. He went to New York. He had a 100 and some guns in a bag, and he was like, boom, here you go. He got $21,000. Now, obviously, the AG department wasn't happy with this. However, again, maybe you need to put a caveat in the legislation that says only if you don't print your own guns and try to sell them (laughs) back to us. Um. This is what they say. They say it's shameful that this individual exploited a program that has successfully taken thousands of guns off the street to protect our communities from gun violence. Uh, the man's scam is, quote, greedy and adding that the state has adjusted its gun buyback policies to, quote, ensure that no one can exploit this program again for personal gain. I don't think he did anything wrong here. So I think this guy is going to get away with it. Mm, but the right. next guy, the, no. then they're like, no, sir. That's <laughs> no. a lot of printed guns. Get out of here.
2: <laughs> I play a lot of video games. And, you know, you get there's like cheat codes in video games, and it's so cool. Yeah, he totally but, hacked it. Yeah, he literally hacked in real life. You saw a man it put a cheat code <laughs> and make $21,000 from a 3D printer. That's
0: great. I don't, I don't know if it is. <laughs> I mean, it's not. But, but Again, you know what I mean. This is what's wrong with New York City, New York State all states and cities all across the country. They have these ideas. They have these good policies, perhaps paved with good. In- the road to hell is paved with good mm, intention. Sure. And this guy was just like, oh, shit. Yeah. That's pretty
1: sweet. Yeah. Just wakes till he sees this new bike lane law. He's <laughs> like, ah, I'm going to 3D print all these bikes and report them. So, I the, mean, new,
0: so the new job in uh, in New York yes. is 3D printing, taking pictures of people who are in bike lanes or in front of a fire hydrant. And, uh, you know, you could probably make a solid... Yeah, 25000
1: a year. Uh-huh. And then you join that girl gang, and you're just knocking people out for more money. Oh, that's more money on top of money. That's influencer money. money right oh, there. hell yeah.
0: <laughs> well, speaking of violence, obviously that is going to be a key component to many political campaigns here heading towards the midterm. Mm-hmm. The midterm is right ahead of us. So U.S. Senator John Kennedy. Now, it's not the John Kennedy you might be thinking of. Is it me? No, it's not. Massachusetts Senator John Kennedy. By the way, I've seen what they've been saying about Marilyn Monroe and you, Mr. Kennedy. Um, I don't think it's good. You probably shouldn't come back from the dead. All right, I'm
1: going back to being dead. <laughs> there you go.
0: Fantastic <laughs> idea. He was discussing crime in Louisiana. John Kennedy, for those that don't know, he's a basic Republican senator. He speaks with a Southern charm, but he is bought and fucking sold large corporations, corrupt police unions. This man is a despicable politician who has been on the wrong side of social issues, economic issues. And as we know, with the state of Louisiana, it's not doing great, but Mm he he hits on the culture war. BS so hard, and of course, that is still what he's doing when it comes to seeking another term as senator in Louisiana. The race doesn't look to be that close. However, he is taking out some campaign ads. So let's play this campaign ad, and let's just discuss what is this narrative, how strong is this narrative going to play out, and do you think this is a winner for Republicans, and if so, how do Democrats counteract it? So let's just play John Kennedy, this is a real ad. You're going to want to listen to the end.
2: Violent crime is surging
1: in Louisiana. Mm. Woke leaders blame the police. I blame the criminals. Uh A mom should not have to look over her shoulder when she's pumping gas. I voted against the early release of violent criminals, and I opposed defunding the police. Look, if you hate cops just because they're cops, the next time you get in trouble... Call a crackhead. I'm John okay, Kelly. Wait, hold on.
0: Hold and I prove this, this well, And message. you know what? Next time I do get in trouble, I will call a crackhead. If if you need a home repair, call your crackhead. Mm-hmm. There's a whole series of people. <laughs> wait, watch the kids. series of watch the kid. You call the crackhead. <laughs> they are around, yeah, and they're aware. Yes, they see something. They can't stop saying something. Need a roofer? Call a crackhead. <laughs> no, this is They'll what that done <laughs> I find to be funny. He's the senator. Right. Mm-hmm. So how do you run an ad about crime in the state that you're the senator of and have been for multiple, multiple years? That's a good point. And then say, I'm going to fix the problem. Ooh. Isn't he already
1: the effing senator? Wow. Very interesting. Well, he's he's mentioning the problem of this state that he is senator from. And before that, he was obviously in Louisiana politics. That's how he became the senator. So I would even throw in his years and years in Louisiana politics prior to being senator into that realm as well. But that's what's fascinating. He's presenting the problem that he is in part responsible for. And then he's presenting the other side solution and saying their solution's dumb. And then he doesn't uh, present any other solution. And then he makes a funny joke about a crackhead. Don't you see what he did there? That's I how he do. gets the votes. That, he's going
0: to win so big. And that's the culture war. That's the ultimate irony of all of it is that this man has been in charge for so long and then he just says, the state I'm in charge of
1: and have been sucks. Right. Mm. You better vote for me. I'd rather vote for a crackhead at this point. I Can we get a crackhead to run against John Kennedy I think in we Louisiana? Had a, I think
0: we just had a crackhead who was former president. So I don't know if I do want a crackhead. Also, if we look at the My Pillow guy. I don't know if brackets right. have the best mind <laughs> for leadership.
1: That's a very good point. You should have just said that next time you need uh, you're in trouble,
2: just call Mike Lindell and he'll mm. bring you a pillow, he'll shove it right over your face. What bothers me is the what I what are called thought terminating statements. Mm. You know when you like uh, you know uh, that's got God works in mysterious ways. Oh, you, it's like it tries to stop all arguments. The We'll call a it crackhead. It's it's that's obviously not a solution, and you're just trying to, uh, you know, a straw man argument. Sure, exactly. Yeah. And so instead of addressing, hey, we could uh, support police more or provide support, mental illness support. To, no. Call a crackhead. Call a crackhead. Just Mm -hmm. go into the far other right. I mean, most of them don't even have phones, I don't
1: think. I mean, I don't know. I don't know many crackheads. Oh, nowadays, oh, the phone
0: has been small. Mike Lindell's
1: phone was taken away from him,
0: so. That's true. He has a burner (laughs) phone. So when it comes to Louisiana, along with rape, robbery, and aggravated assault, murder is only one component of the larger problem. Their overall crime rate is higher than the average. There were a total of 639 violent crimes reported for every... 100,000 people in the state in 2020, that is compared to 400 per 100,000 for most states. So it is a significant uptick in crime in Louisiana. And again, what has this guy been doing? We also know why crime tends to go into certain communities, economic situations, stuff that he has done nothing to help whatsoever. Again, John Kennedy, a man who was simply bought and sold by large corporations, he has no concern for the people of Louisiana other than the people that benefit from him being in charge. Uh, Of course, when it comes to uh, murders, a total of 21,570 murders were committed nationwide in 2020. That was up nearly 30 percent from the previous year, and there's a lot of reasons for that, and I think one of them was what we saw during COVID There was a lot of eyes off the ball and there was a lot of people who were full of rage, who were absolutely devastated by what they saw as a government takeover of their personal lives. And I think it really did affect also the mental health of this country Mm -hmm. and acts of violence in some ways are externalized internal hatred. And I think a lot of people were in a lot of trouble emotionally. And I think that's one of the reasons why we saw such a heavy uptick. Um, Also, you know, someone like John Kennedy has no problem flooding Louisiana with guns. Sure. So it's, uh, it's just one of those things where it's just so funny to me that a man who has been in charge can just run an ad criticizing the leadership
1: right. that he is. And it's like, uh, you are the leadership, so, sir. Yes.
0: I don't know. I'm sure. Speaking of violence, it's not just everyday Americans who are feeling it. Uh, also, people in office, specifically. Oh. John Kennedy? No, not John Kennedy. Call a crack hand. Susan Collins. Oh, that now, would be Sus- me. Yes, yeah, Susan. It's great to have you here.
1: Thank you. Now,
0: Susan, I know that you're a little bit worried that you're gonna that people are gonna try to kill you, huh?
1: I'm worried that people are going to get murdered. when well, you say
0: it kind of creepy. It sounds like you're almost a murderer.
1: Oh, do you want to come to a dinner party at my place where someone might get murdered?
0: <laughs> I really don't want to go to a main dinner party. I can't imagine the seasoning is very good on all the food. Although maybe it is. I'm not quite sure I can't really diss the people of Maine when it comes to food. I'm more of a Pizza Hut guy myself. So you said, quote, what started out with abusive phone calls is now translating into acts of threats or violence. Um, who are you going to call during an act of violence? I'm going to call the Maine crackheads. <laughs> That's great. And do you think the crackheads are going to defend you there? No. Fantastic. (laughs) So you just kind of plan on dying there at the hands of the crackheads of Maine. Oh, no,
1: I've been taking jujitsu.
0: Well, there you go. Absolutely fantastic. According to Capitol Police, Threats against members of Congress have increased tenfold Ooh. between 2016 and <laughs> 2021. That's what a, happened during that time period? It's almost
1: like there is a big attack in the building where they all work. Absolutely.
0: <laughs> and of course, it almost seems as if there was someone in charge aiding and abetting and supporting them actively attempting to hurt people who are in office now don't forget Rand paul he was beat up by his neighbor oh, uh, while well, he was mowing the lawn his neighbor cracked a couple of ribs so he didn't That's like right. them acts of violence are never good we got to vote these people out hit them at we the, hit them where it hurts at the ballot box because i mm. promise you one thing they're fickle they're sad and as soon as they feel unwanted they're gonna crumble into shells of I've themselves
1: jujitsu i know you have <laughs> susan
0: and you're a strong strong woman What do you think about that Kavanaugh vote?
1: I didn't know he was going to lie to me. (laughs) No, you didn't. No, you
0: didn't. So the Department of Homeland Security has sent out multiple bulletins this year alone that warn of increased threats against federal employees and others in the political sphere. Now, obviously, we can make fun a little bit of the people in charge. However, there are people that really need to be left alone and those people are election workers now sadly mm, absolutely enough, everyone who's ever going to uh, who's ever gone to vote now the people who are working at the polls that's your nana it's yeah. all it's just old people they're retired right and they're just there
1: i love democracy they just love democracy they
0: love democracy and they're there working for free for or maybe a free lunch maybe
1: a free lunch i, right? doubt it. I don't even
0: think they get that and they are being threatened with their lives. Okay, it's one thing to go on Twitter and, you know, scream about Susan Collins or Nancy Pelosi or whatever, but leave the goddamn election workers alone. Mm -hmm. It's the equivalent of trying to scream at the owners of McDonald's by punching somebody who works in the drive-thru. They're the lowest rung of the process. They're just trying to do something beneficial and try to help out. But now... Uh, right ahead of the michigan primary they're actually training people who work in elections they're training them how to debunk conspiracy theory and i believe they're also training them to uh, be able to defend themselves in case someone goes crazy
1: jujitsu
0: i don't know what's going on So in Grand Rapids, Michigan, there's this dude. He's the city clerk. His name is Joel Hondorp. You're really going to love Hondorp. Oh. Uh, if you liked Hondorp in middle school, you're going to love him now. Mm. He's the city clerk and one of the cooler Joels around. So he was working with first-time poll workers, right? Now, this is what's so interesting about these election workers. There was two of them uh, specifically in this story, Kimberly and Shane Betcher. And they helped people uh, check in and fill out their ballots. Now, what's interesting is Kimberly's 59-year-old counselor from Greenville said that she and her husband wanted to get involved to, quote, learn how all of it works, which is a great response to the nonsense that we heard from 2020 where everyone was talking about the elections being stolen, all of the different conspiracy theories out there. And, of course, as we know, the majority of attempted fraud took place from within people trying to prove that there was fraud such as my pillow Mike <laughs> Lindell who right. actively tried to overturn and hack into an election into into a uh, basically a ballot what is a ballot box mm-hmm. he tried to hack into it to prove that it was hackable and then he got busted for it We're hacking. Like, ah, ah I see oh need <laughs>
2: to steal in an election call so, a crack call a crack
0: <laughs> so I'm proud of these people for saying what is this shit what's it all about let's yeah. go check it out so Shane says you just go to a Trump rally or go to a Biden rally, and they will tell you who won. Hondorp hopes the Betchers and others trained by his office with a successful election behind them will change the minds about the process. I hope so as well, because as we see in Mother Russia, what happens when you start to debunk debunk elections? Next thing you know, you have a strong man in power who is actively killing his own civilians to prove how big his dick is. So, Hondorp says, hopefully they're going to go back and talk to their friends and say, hey, this is what we observed. And I think this is a fantastic way to ensure to people that the elections are as safe as possible, as fair as possible, because we are just need to remind ourselves it's people that are doing all of this. Mm-hmm. And I f- firmly believe the people who are taking the time out of their day. I'm not going to say it's a busy day because mm. I see a lot of the election workers and I'm not sure what their days are. Sure. <laughs> Maybe sitting Maybe watching Perry Mason. Eat a cracker. Eating crackers. And maybe if they write that down in a calendar as something to do, that is something that they've done. And now it's an accomplishment. It's a busy day.
1: I go get some lunch now. Very possible.
2: There's people putting their life aside because they love America, Ben.
0: That's right. So hopefully more people get involved and uh, see what the process is actually like from a poll worker perspective. Right now in Wisconsin, 16 states, The RNC has hired state directors and and attorneys to work in 16 states, including California, Nevada, Arizona, Texas, Florida, Wisconsin, and Michigan, with the goal of recruiting 5,000 poll workers in each state. Now, this is a little bit interesting because usually we would like to think of them as bipartisan Mm -hmm. Or or nonpartisan However, the RNC and DNC are working together, or independently, but together in the sense that they're both trying to get election integrity to be on the forefront of their political party's brand by getting people and encouraging people to go work at the polls. Uh, Last July, Vice President Kamala Harris announced that the Democratic National Committee would spend $25 million on its, quote, I will vote efforts, which includes recruiting poll challengers Will Republicans frame the recruitment efforts around the idea of election integrity. If both sides have guns to each other's heads, theoretically, that should make for a fair election. Okay, I guess.
2: <laughs> I guess we call this a Mexican standoff. It really, <laughs> yeah,
0: it really is. So we'll see what happens. But again, the people that are working at the polls do not commit acts of violence against them. They are simply just trying to do right. what they think is best for our democracy. And I'm happy that the uh, the people that were mentioned, the betchers. I'm happy that they just took actions into their own hands and were like, let's see what this is all about. Mm-hmm. It's like when I got my first job at Taco Bell. I said, mm. "What what's going on back there? <laughs> I really,
1: I would, Or like when you ran for office, you wanted to know what it's like to run for office.
0: Yes, but it was also more like Taco Bell because I was like, <laughs> what is in what is in the case
2: what
1: sure. are the seven layers absolutely there's <laughs> only I one know. way to find out <laughs>
0: only one we got to get a job inside guy inside man i was fired after 2 weeks okay. all right so who are some of the people that might be aggressively attacking poll workers lastly let's just play this
1: specifically clip specifically in michigan in michigan look out
0: hondorp you're on their radar buddy i have mixed feelings about this next clip because i do too they're a group of people and they're and i, I kind of love them for it In a way, they're going out and they're saying, this is what we believe. And they're a group of bikers. It just, again, uh, goes with our most recent theme of playing super corny political ads. Mm -hmm. This one homemade brought to you by Facebook.
1: Hey, have you seen the TV ads with the governor talking about the great things she's done for Michigan? She's a liar. Whitmer can say what she wants, but we live here. Oh. Just look around, man. During COVID, Whitmer locked down businesses like the Owasso <laughs> Barber and put one woman from Holland in jail. Oh. Oh yeah,
0: 3,000 restaurants closed. <laughs> you gotta toys. have a guy react to business. Know. Yeah, right. And what about those higher gas and food prices?
2: Our schools were closed for almost <laughs> two years.
1: Poor kids. Speaking of kids, Whitmer says she's going to work like hell to
2: keep killing babies. <laughs> and she put <took> COVID <laughs> patients in Graham's nursing home.
1: Graham died alone. Whoa, <laughs> he looked at the camera for that one. Okay, okay, I'm voting for the other chick. What's her name? <laughs> Tudor, Tudor Dixon. <laughs> hey, let's roll. Watch out for potholes. Whitmer never kept her promise to fix, fix the, the damn road. Wow. And of course she
0: should have done that. That's the Gradiate County Republicans. <laughs> uh, local, again, I'm not going to be hypocritical. I'm happy that they got together. They made a campaign ad. It's them in a half circle. And they're talking and they wrote the script. Yes. Yeah. And of course they're allowed to uh, express themselves. But that's an interesting ad from the constituents of Tudor Dixon. Yeah. And of course, you know, that election will be close and that election will be um, a lot about uh, Whitmer's uh, covid policies. So from that perspective, they
1: are correct. And then there are other things that are said
0: that (laughs) are not correct. (laughs) killing
1: babies. Babies. uh, I just love, I mean, as an indie filmmaker, you got to respect just the, you know, getting your friends to act in a movie and they don't exactly (laughs) know what they're doing. The guy who looks right at the camera is like, Graham died alone. (laughs) I don't think
2: these are friends. They went to a biker bar and was like, I'll give you each $20. Oh, my God.
1: I mean, if that, (laughs) buy him a beer, put him (laughs) in the the commercial. It is...
0: It is a little cute, though, isn't it?
1: That's right. That's That's what the poll workers need to do next. Start making your own campaign commercials. I I honestly, as long as you get your facts correct, I'm all for it.
0: Absolutely. And, of course, Tudor Dixon. Oh, man, with a name like that, how how can't she win? Uh, Tudor Dixon, she's, uh, again, as we talked about with uh, the aforementioned John Kennedy, she is focusing on the culture war, um, which apparently the Republicans really think they're going to win on, but as we see specifically when it comes to um, abortion access, uh, personal freedoms, civil liberties, I think that they're losing the uh, the battle. Right. And I think the Supreme Court uh, in some ways threw a wrench in the, Demo- in the Republican Party mm. by overturning Roe v. Wade. So anyway, we'll see what happens there. Tudor Dixon versus Gretchen Whitmer. And from a... Um, I suppose progressive perspective it is two gals
1: so I, there you go and I appreciated the uh the gradient County Republican Party in their commercial referred to Tudor Dixon as the other chick right yeah <laughs> that's
0: right and of course Tudor Dixon has Trump's support she loves she loves loves the old Donald there she's an election denier and she's an election denier <sighs> and you know she's pretty effing nuts but yeah that's uh that's where we are right now as a country and those people congratulations on getting together and expressing yourself and then it's up to other people to express themselves at the polls as well we did it for graham he died alone he died alone that's sad also i am happy they brought the nursing home scandal though into it Uh, i'm not sure what again no one seems to care about old people in this country but that was andrew cuomo's biggest mistake along with other ones but that involved multiple Mm. deaths and no one seemed to care no, is, he's got a new podcast, though. I know he does. Oh be God. fun. I know.
1: It's called How to Kill a Bunch of Old
0: People. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everyone. Thank you for listening. Hope you're doing well. We'll talk to you later. See you in Europe.
2: This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors. You can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, Go to lastpodcastnetwork.com.